and thank you for tuning in for another episode of Maverick Messages. I'm Paige. And I'm Katie. And we are students here at Providence Baptist College. Today we will be listening to one of our chapel messages. We hope the Lord speaks to your hearts. Judges chapter 3, look at verse number 12. The Bible says this, as follow along as I read, And the children of Israel did what? Evil. Evil. What? Again. Again. Now, don't miss that second word, again. We're going to come back to that, all right? Uh, The children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord strengthened Eglon, the king of Moab, against Israel, because they had done evil in the sight of the Lord. And he gathered unto himself the children of Ammon and uh, Amalek, and went and smote Israel, and possessed the city of palm trees. So the children of Israel served Eglon, the king of Moab, 18 years. Let's pray. Is there a water bottle or something? But not if we can get a water. <clears throat> I've done fine all day, and all of a sudden I get up here in my voice. Let's see here. Brother Tanner, pray for us today in chapel. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Water to the rescue. My Marco Rubio moment. I don't know if any of you guys remember that. He was giving like the response to the State of the Union address. And on national TV, he's like, did one of those moments. But anyways, you're not supposed to do that. But anyways. All right. Many of you know the background of this passage of scripture here. Joshua's dead and gone. The uh, tribes of Israel had split up. They were occupying their respective areas in the land of Canaan. Before Joshua died, he gathered the people unto himself, and he talked to them one last time. And during that time, he challenged them and asked them, who are they going to serve? Were they going to worship the false gods, or were they going to serve the Lord God? And what did they say? What did they say? They said, we're going to serve the Lord, right? Caleb said that, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. The people responded, and they said, the Lord our God will we serve, and his voice will we obey. They said they were going to serve the Lord, and they did for a time. But as we look at scripture, we see what we've called many times the cycle of backsliding. Have you heard of that before? You saw the cycle. And what happened? They were serving God. They were living for God. But then they fell into sin. When they fell into sin and backsliding, God would bring along a king, a, a, an evil, wicked nation to punish them and bring them into bondage. And what would he, that would happen? That would get their attention. And they would repent, thankfully. And from that repentance, God would always deliver them through a judge, right? Book of Judges, all right? And then, unfortunately, after a period of time, what would happen? Apathy would set in. And then, guess what happened? We saw it in verse number 12. They would do evil again. again. I'm going to shorten the message because of my voice this morning. But I think it's an important principle to get across today. Many times as Christians, we struggle with sin again and again. And not even sin necessarily, but sometimes just stages of apathy or backsliding. And I guess that's sin to a degree. I'm just saying it's not always wicked uh, sin that we would classify in a certain light. But the reality is many times we fall short continually uh, and and we we intend to do well, right? We've got the best of intentions. Well, I'm going to get victory over this area. I'm really going to step up to the plate and mature. I'm I'm going to, at some point, I'm going to start being faithful in this area of my life. But the problem is, just like the children of Israel, we fall into that circle where we just, it seems like we just don't get the victory. 
I want to give you three simple truths that'll help us to, to stay consistent in our Christian life so that we don't enter that backsliding cycle, whether however big or however small that that cycle might be. I think every one of us can identify areas in our life where I, I'm going to do this at some point, right? But the reality is it's a decision that we made before, and it's a decision we failed in. It's a decision we then made another, we made another decision, and then we failed. We made another decision, we failed. We made another decision, we failed, right? And how do we get out of that cycle? How do we make sure that we don't end up just like the children of Israel in this cycle of, of, of backsliding and apathy? Three things we're going to notice from the lives of the Israelites. First of all, they didn't have the right priorities. Write this down. They didn't have the right priorities. Judges chapter 2, verse 12. Look what it says here. The chapter before, it says they forsook what? Who? The Lord God of their fathers. And what do they do? They begin to follow other gods. How do we keep things on the right track? Number one, we have to know the priority of life. And this is really the simplicity of the priority of life. The priority of life is simply our walk with God and and, and how we worship God and how we put him first in our life. And the question I want to ask you this morning is this. How are your priorities aligned? Is God the most important thing in your life? Yeah. The message we heard from Pastor, my, my goodness, what a convicting message on Sunday night. Is the Lord pleased with me? Really, that sums it up. Because if he is our priority, if he is everything, the most important thing in our life, I think we're going to please God. Is he our priority? Do we talk to him first in the morning? Guys, even before you talk to your girlfriend. What's the priority of our prayer time? I know this is simple, but... They did not keep God first. They forsook the Lord their God, and it brought about other false idols into their lives. Nobody's above losing track of their priorities, and that's one of the reasons why the children of Israel went back on their decisions to God. We've even got to be careful about hobbies, interests that we have, not to allow them to be elevated above God in the priorities of our life. There's a lot of things I enjoy to do. Man, I hope that you enjoy life. Do you enjoy life? Tell your face that, amen? Man, there are some wonderful, man, God has been so good to us. He's given us so many wonderful things that aren't even, I would say, not even spiritual. Well, they're just good, right? Uh, I, one of the things that my wife and I love to do, we like to travel and see some of the different natural beauties that, of God's creation. And, and we've been all over the United States. We've been to Arizona and Utah, a beautiful area of the country. We've been to California. There's a lot bad about California, amen, but there is some good. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. We've been uh, to areas in the South that are even, there's even beauty in the South, believe it or not. Amen. Nowhere around Atlanta, Georgia, Brother Blake. (laughs) Nothing beautiful about Atlanta, Georgia. I'm just joking. There's beauty everywhere. We have family that lives on the Gulf of Mexico, and and it's it's amazing, God's beauty. But can I say this? Uh, You've got to be careful that you don't let any of your hobbies, any of the things that you enjoy to do to keep you, uh, to, to become a priority over God himself. There's other things I enjoy uh, I, I, am I being, is this being live streamed here? Is this live stream or Zoom? I enjoy collecting guns and shooting and some of those things. It's sad in Illinois that you got to be careful about saying that. I, gotta, my, I left my cell phone in the office, so it's not recording me right now. But uh, anyways, guess what? Guess what? Hobbies, you can, they can become more important. Some of you might be video games. Are there college students that still play video games? I'm not against video games. I just don't have the time for it. When I was in college, we had computer games. We didn't have, we didn't have the systems that you have now. We had computer games. 
and uh, every once in a while, a few minutes for a computer game. But uh, I don't know what it was, like Madden 02 or 03 or something like 2000 or whatever. But uh, anyways, that was a long, 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 long time ago. But the reality is, there might be something that you're thinking about right now that, if you were to be honest with yourself, has more of your priority than God and your relationship with God. And this is a simple thought. Uh, you probably hear an element of this every single day. I hope you do. But it's important to be reminded of this. One of the reasons that the children of Israel could never quite stay on track faithfully, they kept falling into this cycle of backsliding and sin, is because they forsook the Lord their God. And every one of us is, is capable of doing the same thing. We've got to have the right priorities in life. I Listen, I hear a lot of excuses. <laughs> I just hear a lot of excuses. And you know what it always comes down to? Priorities. Because if it's a priority to you, guess what? You're going to find time to do it. That's one of the, that's one of the elements of problem solving. And I hope every, especially every man, but I think every lady as well, you should prioritize problem solving and being solution oriented. And I hate when somebody says, this can't be done. I hate when somebody says, oh, it's just too hard. I hate it when somebody says, oh, that's just not possible. Because guess what? There's always a solution. Now, sometimes the risk or the cost of the solution might not be worth the risk or the cost, right? But there's always a solution, right? You throw enough, a little bit of, a little bit of brain power at something, you can always figure something out. Uh, and so I hope that you'll become, that, but when you think about it, problem solving, really, and, and all that comes down, excuses, it comes down to priorities. Because guess why people don't show up in church on Sunday morning? Not because they're tired. It's not because they live too far away. It's not because the kid was whatever, doing whatever. It's because it's not a priority. That's why they don't show up at church. The reason some of you don't get your homework done. It's not that you didn't have time. It's not that it's too hard. It's not that whatever. It's called priorities. It's just called priorities. All right? And, that, and that, I think that, that principle, that lesson applies. If, if our priorities are what they should be, God and his importance in our life, if we keep him first, we're, you're going to be on, a, on the right track to staying out of that cycle of backsliding. You're going you're to be on the right track. Number two, <coughs> excuse me. Why did they enter that cycle of backsliding and sin? Because they didn't separate from the source of their problems. They knew what their problems were. If you look back at uh, Judges chapter 2, verse 12, you're still there. It says this. They forsook the Lord, the God of their fathers, which brought them out of the land of Egypt, and followed other gods, of the gods of the people that were what? Say it with me. Round about them. Why did they go back into, why did, why did they continually struggle? Because they were around, they surrounded themselves with the problems and the sins that they struggled with. Think about that for just a minute. My goodness, there are, there are things out there that they may or may not be wrong, but they're not good for you. And you know that's something you struggle with. You know that's a sin that doth so easily beset you. You know that's maybe it's a sin of a father or a father's father. And you know, man, I struggle with that. Why are you going to surround yourself or keep any of those things close to the point that you can fall right back into it or go back to it or, or get into it for the first time? You better be careful. Whether it's a cell phone, whether it's music, whether it's you fill in the blank. I'm not here to be the Holy Spirit this morning. But the idea is they continue to struggle because they never got rid of the things that were around them that they struggled with. And the same principle applies to Christians. Not only do we need to keep God the priority in our life, but we've got to carefully analyze and look around and see the things that have influence over us. The things that have our attention, whether it's a friend, whether it's an item, 
whether it's a piece of technology, whatever it possibly could be, I have to look at those things and say, do I need these things in my life? And if they're not encouraging me, helping me to be better, I don't need them in my life. They struggled continually. What was the word? Again, they struggled because they kept those things around. They didn't ever separate from the source of their problems. If we want to have complete revival in our lives, we're going to have to make sure we don't go back on our decisions. We've got to separate from the source of our problems. There's there's so much that can be said about that, but we're going to move on. Not only did they never separate themselves from the source of their problems, but last of all, just three simple points. Number one, they, you need the right priorities. They didn't have the right priorities. Number two, they didn't separate themselves from the influences that were around them, the source of their problems. We should. And number three, last of all, they had a problem with remembering. If you read it, and uh, let me see if I, can, if I see it right here. If you look, it's amazing to see what the Bible says about this generation. Basically, when a generation or two, the Bible says that they forgot about what God had done for their fathers. You think about all that God did for Israel. He did a lot. Took them away from bondage of Egypt, right? Got them through the Red Sea, into the Promised Land. All of these, the battles, Jericho, right? And going forth against all the kings and, and just the miracles that God did for them. The sun standing still, right? The Bible says never a day before Never day since where God did something like that. Amazing what God had done for them. And yet the Bible says that they forgot about that. They forgot what God had done for their fathers. And the the principle here is that we've got to remember. And when we remember, what are we going to do? We're going to be thankful. When we remember, we're going to be thankful. What God has done for us. Never forget what God has done for you. How often do you revisit the day of your salvation? How often do you realize where you could be without Jesus Christ? How often, not that you're better than anybody, but only through the precious blood of Jesus Christ. How often do we look back to the victories that God has given us and said, Lord, thank you. I recognize that it's all of you and none of me, right? He must increase, I must decrease. It is so important that uh, as they forgot and as they went back because of their lack of thankfulness and gratitude, how important is it for us to remember what God has done for us? Remember the deliverance from, from the Egypt and the sin in our life. Remember what the consequences of sin were in our life and understand the, the life that God has given us through and in Jesus Christ. And, and we've got to make sure that we remember those things. And when we remember, guess what we're going to do? We're going to be thankful. Thankfulness is not just for the month of November. Amen? Man, what a great lesson. And, I, and it's, we're, not, we're not all of us are perfect at this. But, man, there is power in, in a simple thank you card. A simple thank you card. It does good for the one that sends the card, and it does good for the one that receives the card. And it shouldn't just be a month of November. It shouldn't just be to check a box, but it should be a uh, maybe a practice or a, uh, maybe it's a uh, maybe it's something that we a habit that we form so that we tell ourselves, "I don't want to forget not only what God has done for me, but what others have done for me." It amazes me people that leave the heritage that their parents have set forth for them. It really does amaze me, and I'm sure, I know who I'm speaking to, and I hope this doesn't happen, but more than likely, someone in this room is going to fall away, and you're going to leave everything that your parents have taught you, everything that was important to your parents, and my goodness, how does that happen? It's because they don't remember, and they get to the point where they don't even care. There's zero gratitude, for sure. How do we keep from falling into that cycle again, and again, and again? 
the lack of victory over sin, the lack of victory over circumstances, the lack of victory over maybe bad character in our life. How do we do that? Simply the right priorities. Keeping God first, number one. Number two, get rid of the bad influences that are going to continue to drag you down. And last of all, remember and be thankful. Once again, thank you for listening to this episode of Maverick Messages.